You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so looking at all the latest in tech and uh, answering any question you might have. Uh, if you have any questions, you can call 0696600 or you can text or WhatsApp 0871669800 and you can email patrick102fm at gmail.com and you can leave your questions. I will answer them on the next show. And to start off with, I have a question from Jake in Newcastle West. He was asking how to take a screenshot on a PC. He says he has a, a new PC. It's Windows 11. And he was asking how to take a screenshot of it. And it, do you know what? It's actually something I haven't done. on a. I have, I have Windows 11. I upgraded my computer recently, but I haven't done a screenshot on it yet. So I actually uh, looked up an article. And this is Windows 10 and 11. Uh, also, for people on phones, if you want to take a screenshot of anything, if you have, say... Sometimes you'd have a picture of something and you, you it doesn't allow you to download or something. You can take a screenshot and you can have it um, rather than trying to copy the text or something like that. Uh, sometimes it's easier just to take a screenshot. And it depends on the phone. Uh, with, I'm not sure about with iPhones, but with Android phones, it's the power button. Uh, well, some Android phones, the power button and the volume down is most uh, Android phones. I know some Samsung phones are the power button and volume up uh, but it depends on the phone uh, but you could try both uh, so that's the easiest way of doing it uh, you can try it with your own phone just uh, press in the power button and the volume down at the same time if that doesn't work press in the power button and the volume up at the same time uh, just quickly and then that that should uh, take a screenshot for you uh, but with PCs let's have a look uh, whether you're downloading Windows 11, find out how to download Windows 11. So this is in, in the CNET article. Or sticking with Windows 10 for a while longer. It's easy to take a screenshot to capture part or, or uh, the entirety of your display. Maybe you want to save an online receipt or maybe you want to capture... Uh, yeah, that's what I do as well. Sometimes I, I say I just purchase something and it, it pops up, but it says, you know, do you want to print or whatever? And I don't have a printer connected. It's just on my phone or something like that. So I take a screenshot. So at least I have it and I can go and print that later or something. So it's handy for that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's probably the main reason I do screenshots. Um, uh, so maybe you want to save an on a receipt or maybe you want to capture a particularly noteworthy gaming feature to show off to your friends. Uh, Windows 10 and 11 offer the same built-in tools, snip and sketch and snipping tool and several keyboard shortcuts which will let you take a screenshot in an instant. Here we'll walk you through uh, how to use um, both built-in Windows screenshot tools and other shortcuts for taking screenshots of Windows 10 and 11 so you can decide which you like best. Snip and sketch. Uh, the tool is, is easier to access and to share screenshots than the old snipping tool. It can now capture a screenshot of a window on your desktop. And surprising omission is uh, when the app was first introduced, it kept us on team snipping tool until recently. Uh, the easiest way to call up snip and sketch is with a keyboard shortcut. So you press the Windows key, Shift and S. So the three buttons at the same time. You can also find a uh, snip and sketch tool uh, in alphabetical list of apps uh, accessed from the start button as well as on your notification panel where it is listed as screen snip 
or you can just search for it if you don't commit uh, the keyboard shortcut. So Windows key shift and S is probably the quickest way of getting it up. Uh, either the keyboard shortcut or the notification button will dim your screen and open a tiny menu at the top of your screen that lets you choose which type of screenshot you want to take. Rectangular, freeform, window or full screen. Once you take your screenshot, it will be saved in your clipboard and show up momentarily as the notification in the lower right corner of your screen. Uh, click the notification to open the screenshot in the Snip and Sketch app to annotate, save or share it. Um, if you miss the notification, open the notification panel and you'll, it'll be sitting there waiting for you. Yeah, so that's very handy. That's one way of doing it, and it'll be saved there for you. Uh, next one is the snipping tool. The snipping tool has been around since Windows Vista. Uh, Windows has uh, warned for a couple of years that the snipping tool is moving away, but it's still kicking around, including in Windows 11. The snipping tool has been delisted from the list of apps from the start menu, but it's easily accessible via the search bar. Uh, click uh, the new button to begin uh, the screenshot process. The default snip uh, type is a rectangular snip. You can also take freeform, full screen and window snips. The snipping tool does not automatically save your screenshots. You need to manually save them in your tool before you exit. Uh, uh, and it does automatically copy your captures to the clipboard. Uh, so yeah, it's a little bit more complicated than the than the previous one. So I think the um, I think the snip and sketch is probably the best one so far. Uh, let's see. We have print screen. Uh, to capture your entire screen, tap the print screen, sometimes labeled PRTSCN, key on your uh, and your screenshot will not be saved as a file, but it will be copied to your clipboard. You'll need to open an image editing tool such as Microsoft Paint, paste, or uh, and uh, such as Microsoft Paint, uh, and paste the screenshot in the editor and save the file from there. Uh, you can get the print screen button to open uh, the snip and sketch tool by going to settings, ease of access, uh, keyboard, and toggling uh, the use the print screen button to op open screen snipping. So that might be actually a very handy thing. So if you go to your settings. Go to ease of access, uh, go to keyboard, and in toggle use print screen button to open screen snipping. So that means when you press the print screen button, uh, it will automatically uh, take a screenshot of what you want or open the screen snipping tool and you can kind of highlight what you want to take a, a screenshot of. So that's very handy. Uh, so what other options? There's loads of different ways of doing these things. Uh, Windows key and print screen. Uh, to capture your entire screen and automatically save the screenshot, you can tap the Windows key and print screen, and your screen will briefly go dim and indicate that you've just taken a screenshot, and the screenshot will be saved to, to the pictures. So this is the quickest way if you just want to take a big uh, uh, kind of an image of all the screen in one go, just press the Windows key and in the print screen, the PR, sometimes itself says full print screen and sometimes it's the shorter version, but the Windows key and the print screen and that will take a screenshot of the whole thing. So that's very handy. Another ver way is the alt screen and print, alt and print screen. To take a quick screenshot of an active window, use the keyboard shortcut alt and print screen. This will snap your current active window and copy the screenshot to the clipboard. You'll need to open the shot uh, in an image editor to save it. Uh, so that's another one, but it doesn't save it. 
uh, game bar you can use the game bar to snap a screenshot whether you're in the middle of playing a game or not hit the windows key and g uh, to call up the game bar from here you can uh, click the screenshot button uh, in the game bar or use uh, the default uh, keyboard shortcut windows alt key windows key plus alt plus print screen to snap a full screen sh uh, screenshot uh, to set your own game bar screenshot uh, keyboard uh, shortcut, go to settings, game, uh, gaming, and game bar. Uh, so there's loads of different ways. Uh, Windows logo plus volume down. If you're rocking a Microsoft Surface device, or this is just for Microsoft Surface devices, you can use the Windows uh, logo plus volume down. Uh, so that's similar with Android phones as well. Um, yeah, so that's that's lots of different ways there uh, to uh, I suppose the quickest one was and if you just want to print the whole screen uh, was the the which one was it the Windows key plus print screen is probably the the quickest one of all those there so hopefully that answer answers your question quite thoroughly there and uh, you'll be able to to save your screenshots uh, in your new um, Windows PC. Uh, so let's have a look at all the latest in tech, and actually we're starting off with, it's kind of tech-related, it, it involves some of the most advanced machines in the world, which is advanced military aircraft. Uh, Tom Cruise says, bringing the Top Gun sequel to cinemas became his personal mission, even calling some to say, I promise you this movie is coming. Uh, the actor whose back is Maverick made uh, quite an entrance at the premiere, landing a helicopter on an aircraft carrier in San Diego. He says the film is designed for the big screen. And we have a bit of a clip here. Let's see what he says. So to have this moment now, and to have it in CinemaCon where all the theater owners and all those people that I called, and I said, I give you my word, I'm going to give it everything I have to deliver for you and for the audience that has been waiting 36 years. I'm not going to stop to see them have that experience. It just meant the world to me. Well, aircraft sequences in general are, are very, very fitting for um, the cinema. They're very, they, they really lend themselves very well. Uh, to the cinema experience or something like that would be quite good you know even even artificial ones with cgi and stuff the likes of star wars and all that uh, they work quite well in the cinema you know big epic movies and things like that i generally try <coughs> nowadays if i'm i go to the cinema to see because it is kind of expensive and i do like my popcorn and my drink and stuff so it's a, it's an expensive night out so i save my cinema experiences for kind of big movies you know Movies, big epic movies, a big war movie, a big a special effects movie, but not like a, a comedy or something like that or a drama. I, I'll just watch that on, on the TV, you know. It's the, the thing that, that the cinema experience adds to. Also, um, I was actually talking to somebody recently about the new, there's a new Avatar movie coming out and talking about 3D and person i was talking to is kind of like oh 3d is gone now I, I was never a big fan of it and all that kind of thing it was very annoying to watch and in m m probably most cases that was true but i, I think it was down to the kind of th they didn't put enough work into the 3d because it, it, and my example of that is the first avatar which i saw in 3d in the cinema and it was so well done that it was uh it was the probably as a cinematic experience, as a visual effects kind of experience. It was the the best I've ever seen. And you know, okay, maybe the movie wasn't the best movie in the world, but it, even though it was very good. But I mean, like of all time. 
But as a visual experience, the treaty works so well because James Cameron, uh, I was watching a documentary about it, he kind of went frame by frame by frame to make sure the treaty was perfectly done. And other movies didn't. You know, I've seen some horror movies and things like that and uh, that were kind of, <laughs> that was done a bit cheaply and it didn't work very well. But um, and so, but I was saying, oh, it's, you know, it's 3D kind of gone now and it's a pity, it's a loss because it wasn't, they should just keep it for the really big movies who want to put the work in. And I do see re- that there are some still some 3D movies. Um, I was looking in one of the local cinemas in Limerick and I saw, you know, they had maybe six showings of a movie a day or eight showings and maybe one or two of those showings were in 3D. Uh, so that's good. I'm glad they're keeping it going. Uh, and if it's well done and if that new Avatar or when that new Avatar movie comes out, I'll be looking for the 3D showing because, uh, you know, if it's as well done as the first movie, it's going to be amazing. So I'll be looking out for that. Uh, finalists from across uh, the island of Ireland have been selected to participate in the final stages of the EY Entrepreneur of the Year competition in three categories. Uh, this year, for the first time, a new sustainability award will be presented to the finalist who is making the biggest contribution towards environmental sustainability through their business. Uh, Roger Wallace, partner lead for the EY Entrepreneur of the Year program, says the finalists this year come from a diverse range of businesses. You know, the industries are, you know, kind of truly diverse. Um, you know, healthcare sector, uh, technology, life sciences, uh, manufacturing businesses, uh, agribusinesses, food businesses. You know, a full reflection of what entrepreneurship and private business uh, looks across the island of Ireland. That's very good. I'm glad they're doing that because, you know, businesses don't necessarily have to be all bad for the environment and all, you know, just because you're making money or you're doing something that's growing doesn't mean it has to be bad or it has to be damaging to the environment. You know, uh, I think business has a bad reputation and, 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 and things like that, but actually they don't have to. And, and some of them have a justifiable bad reputation, but sometimes they don't have to. You know, it's even the likes of the, the richest man in the world, you know, most of his businesses from an environmental point of view, I know there's battery technology, there's a lot of controversy over mines for lithium and things like that. But, uh, you know, it is looking forward, it is trying to uh, improve and it is trying to emissions, gas emissions uh, from from petrol and diesel cars, trying to reduce that. And with the improving battery technology and solid state batteries and long life batteries, uh, you know, this the, the talks of a million mile battery, um, that would be amazing for the environment, you know. And there's lots of different companies that are trying to do things like that as well. Uh, that, that, you know, use recycled plastics and uh, the likes of a Boyan Slat, who's a, a kind of an inventor who who uh, is trying to gather all the plastic from the sea. He's invented like a ship that gathers it all up. And he's trying to, you know, they're re- recycling the plastic and using it to make skateboards and to make different things. There's lots of different companies that are trying their best, you know, to they're actually their business is the environment is being good for the environment or trying to improve humanity and how we treat earth and how we make the most of the the the, the gifts that we have uh, in a sustainable way. Uh so yeah, that's uh that's very 
Interesting there. Um, Volkswagen's 2022 supply of EVs, speaking of EVs, is uh, basically sold out in the US and Europe. Uh, not great news for hopes to expand into the States. Uh, Volkswagen CEO uh, Herbert Dice says the company is basically sold out of electric vehicles in Europe and the United States for the year. According to the report from the Financial Times, this means that anyone hoping to get an EV uh, from Volkswagen, Audi or any of the group's other brands, so the likes of Seat and Skoda as well, I presume, um, uh, this means anyone yeah, from the group brands may have to wait until 2023 as the company tries to navigate the chip shortage and production issues from COVID shutdowns in China. Also, it was more that they weren't able to make as much rather than there was a, a big upsurge in demand or whatever. Uh, it was actually that they weren't able to make as much as they normally would. Uh, according to the report, Volkswagen expects its backlog of orders to keep growing. It currently has plenty of people on the list uh, waiting to get an EV and expects to add more uh, throughout the year. But supply chain issues will make those difficult to fill. Almost every automaker has to halt or slow down production thanks to a lack of chips. Some have even resorted to stripping out features from their vehicles uh, uh, to get them off of the assembly line. Electric cars need a large quantity of batteries, which can also be challenging to make at the best of times. Uh, so that's interesting now. Uh, Volkswagen isn't uh, unique uh, in its difficulties to keeping up with demands for EVs. Ford's website for the F-150 Lightning says that the current model year is no longer available for retail order. Uh, yeah, and I, I noticed there was some BMW as well that, you know, the 2021 model had better specs than the 2022 model. They had to strip some things out. There was like a screen like a, a, a an important kind of screen. <laughs> they just took it out, I think, of one of the models uh, or one of the cars or something like that. Um, I'm not, not 100% sure if it was BMW. It was one of the bigger brands anyway. But yeah, there was, there was uh, or it might have been just in the US market or something like that. But um, yeah, they had to make changes and kind of strip out things out of cars and uh, just to, because they don't have the, the, the silicon to, for the chips uh, for these screens or for these different um, uh, things in the ECU or in controlling motherboards and sister boards and different things uh, to control different parts of the car. Uh, a drone delivery company is creating 50 jobs in Balbriggan in Dublin. Uh, Mana that can drop the likes of coffees, takeaways, and even defibrillators to people uh, to people's door. That's a very good idea, actually, uh, because there's no traffic jams and they can get straight. Say even in I know there's defibrillators around the castle, but imagine if there was a drone service with some kind of GPS or something like that, and say it was in the center of town and something happened on the outskirts of town, it could be there in like a minute or two minutes. You know, wouldn't it be? Uh, be there quite quickly using a drone wouldn't be a good idea actually Uh, so that's a great idea also plans to expand into Europe uh, and the US Uh, founder Bobby Healy says uh, that they have a variety of roles on offer there'll be aircraft maintenance there'll be you know we use pilots for the aircraft or observers people that monitor the aircraft as they fly through the airspace there'll be people that work with the local vendors so you know standard sales marketing type people so the, the, the same people in any type of delivery or restaurant operation. So that's very good. Yeah, that's very good. And that's kind of a a future-proof kind of company as well. You know, drones are growing and 
being used in a more commercial sense all the time. You know, it started off, I suppose, with photography and things like that. You you would have uh, got the years ago. You'd often see um, so a relation of mine was a farmer and he used to pay a fortune to uh, every so often people go around, you know, selling uh, an opportunity to have a photo of the whole farm taken. And some guy in a helicopter would come and they'd take a f- an aerial photo of the um, have it framed, you know, of the farm. And uh, nowadays, of course, drones can do that, you know, so much easier and take excellent photos as well you know some of them have you know 4k cameras and uh, some are set up for photography some are set up for videography and you know they're they're excellent uh, uh, for for doing that kind of thing nowadays uh, sonus's next sound bar will be called the sonus ray first beam then arc and now ray <laughs> There's a team there. Uh, the upcoming budget soundbar from Sonos will be marketed as the Sonos Ray, according to internal documents. And people familiar with the company's plans expected to cost around two hundred and fifty dollars and go on sale in a matter of weeks. Now that sounds expensive, but I suppose by Sonos standards, their stuff isn't cheap. Like uh, that's that's fairly cheap by by their their normal standards of stuff. Uh, the Ray will be the cheapest soundbar from Sonos and yet serve as an entry-level option beneath the pricier Beam and flagship Arc. Uh, the Verge previously spilled full details and design of the new device, which is model S36 and internally known as codename Fury. <laughs> the new, uh, they might be boxing fans, maybe, uh, or fans of Brad Pitt movies. Uh, the new images included here were prematurely published on Wednesday by retailer Ktronics, uh, lending to further legitimacy of uh, the early report these uh, listings specifically refer to the product as Sonos Ray uh, the reach and the lower price Sonos has omitted features like built in mics Dolby Atmos and HDMI connectivity no HDMI huh? so that's that's unusual for a soundbar um, uh, now it is uh, the Ray has a few uh, speakers that the company's existing soundbars than a fewer speakers than the, the company's existing soundbars however um, owners uh, of the more expensive Sonus Arc and Beam will be able to use two rays as rear sound su- uh, speakers, surround speakers. The soundbar is design- designed to be mounted vertically for that purpose, and the vertical orientation uh, is its slanted side drives uh, drivers will route Atmos audio forward uh, the ceiling toward the ceiling more effectively. Uh, so that's interesting. Does it give any... Um, uh, the soundbar lacks integration mics for voice controls, but owners will be able to bring their own voice assistant uh, since Sonos platform uh, is compatible with Amazon Echo and Google Nest speakers. Oh, so you can use it through speakers to control it. So that's not too bad. Um, it doesn't give any idea here of uh, wattage or anything like that. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, they're they're expensive, but they are they're they're supposed to be. I haven't never actually used a Sonus product, but they're supposed to be quite good. Um, a survey by drivers of squashed bugs on their license plates has revealed flying insects are under enormous threat. Compared to a similar study seventeen years ago, number of a number of things uh, like moths, aphids, bees, and beetles have declined by around sixty percent. Matt Shardlow from the conservation charity Bug Life. Uh, is behind the research, which is blaming the threat uh, to climate change. Unfortunately, uh, is in line with other studies that have been done in Germany and Denmark in recent years that have shown that flying insects are in crisis state at the moment. 
Yeah, and that's really that's really not good news. Uh, that's something that have to be worked into, like worked on, like maybe because like they pollinate our flowers and plants and our food and our food's food. You know, <laughs> if you're a meat eater, our food's food and our food. So you know. Okay, bugs and spiders and bees and things like that might be annoying to find in your bathtub or in your house or whatever, but they're essential to life on Earth. So um, uh, anything they can do to preserve, to kind of help to promote growth and things like that uh, needs to be looked into. Very, um, A lot of money needs to be invested in, in something like that because it's quite important, very, very important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the company behind celebrity cameo videos has laid off a quarter of its workers. Don't call your employees a famio while announcing layoffs. Uh, so the company uh, behind cameo, yeah, it's a lot of, say you can get um, mostly like kind of mid-level, uh, or it depends on how much you pay, but you can pay some celebrity to give you a birthday shout out or to give somebody a birthday shout out and then you can play it for them on their birthday, some actor or sports person or different things like that. And um, But they have laid off uh, a bit of their staff apparently. Uh, Cameo, the company that lets you pay a celebrity to record a custom message or hop on a video call with you has announced that it's laying off 87 people, around a quarter of its staff according to the information. Um, employees got the news in a all hands on meeting on Wednesday. The company's co-founder and CEO, uh, Stephen Galanis, says the layoff are a cor- is a course correction after Cameo grew massively during the pandemic. The company went from just over 100 to nearly 400 employees during lockdown, according to Galanis, a statement of vari- to Variety. Uh, Since then, he says, market conditions have rapidly changed. Early in 2021, Variety reported that the company's revenue was 4.5 times higher than in 2020. Um, Galanis told the outlet the success was particularly because so many actors uh, turned to the platform after their projects were put on hold and predicted that they would stick around. It sounds like that prediction wasn't entirely, uh, didn't entirely pan out, given that the company is now shrinking. So what happened looks like um, all the actors were out of work. Uh, They were at home. They weren't filming movies. So they they started making cameos and they had loads of time and it was a way to make money. And now that everything has opened up again, uh, they've gone back making movies and they're too busy to, to be participating and doing cameo videos. Uh, so that's probably why. Uh, yeah, that's probably why it's not. Uh, it's it's gone down a bit again. There's less availability, and uh, you know maybe people will. There's some actors that people would pick that they wouldn't. You know, you, I I could go on there now and say, oh, that person. Yeah, I'd really like to get them to do it. But I could go on also and say, I don't know any of these actors. I I'm not. I wouldn't bother paying a hundred, five hundred, a thousand quid, whatever it is, to get a shout out uh, from this actor uh, because I don't know any of them or or a sports person or whatever it was. So. Yeah, so it kind of it kind of makes sense, all right, I suppose. Um, Elizabeth Olsen says there is quite a shift in her character in the latest Marvel movie, as she reprises her role as the Scarlet Witch in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, 
which is out in cinemas tomorrow. Uh, the actress says she's excited to hear what the film, uh, what people think of the film. Uh, so I suppose this kind of carries on from the Spider-Man movie where Doctor Strange was involved and there was a multiverse and all that. So uh, it, maybe it carries on from that. I'm predicting anyway, or I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, so let's see what she says about it. I'm excited for the fans to make up their own theories and ideas of what happens next. I think that's that's something I really, I always think the fans are far more creative. <laughs> and so I feel like we could really use some good ideas. I mean, I, I'm, I genuinely want to know. Well, you hear about that quite regularly. She makes a good point there, actually. There's a lot of fan fiction and a lot of uh, different ideas and things <laughs> that uh, you can almost, there, there has been a compilations of uh, kind of say a movie came out and then fans made ideas for a sequel to the movie and then the sequel to the movie was very close to what some of the fans were saying and so there's been compilations of like this fan predicted this and this is what happened and you know that kind of thing so sometimes I suppose uh, the, the, the creators maybe steal a bit from the fans or get inspiration from the fans and things like that and some people say that they wish they got inspiration from some of the fans. They like the Game of Thrones, the way it ended and everything. That They wish they had listened to the fans a bit more. Uh, but sometimes you can go too much the other way maybe then as well. It's, it's hard to know what to do. Or sometimes the fans don't know what they want. You know, it's like uh, you do something completely against or opposite to what the fans were thinking, but it works. And then it's like, oh, I, I would never have thought of that. And it's brilliant, you know, that kind of thing. So... Yeah, it all depends on what works. It's 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 art for a reason, I suppose. Uh, Google bought a micro LED display company that could help make AR headsets better and cheaper. Uh, Radium claims, or Raxium claims, its display tech is five times more efficient than the current world record holder. Uh, uh, today, Google hardware boss Rick Ost. O-S-T-E-R-L-O-H, Osterlo, um, confirmed that the company has acquired Raxium, a five-year-old startup with micro-LED technology that could be key to building the next generation of of augmented virtual and mixed reality headsets. Uh, This adds to the evidence that Google's next big AR move is growing closer. It previously acquired the glasses maker North... Uh, in 2020 and is reported hiring engineers to build an augmented reality operating system. We learned in January that Google Labs is building an AR headset called Project Iris under the name management as the Project Starline uh, high-res video chat demo shown during its I.O. event last year. Uh, When the information first reported Google's Raxium purchase last month, it noted that micro-LED tech could be useful for building AR displays that are more, like if it works for AR displays, it'd probably work for phones as well and work for TVs maybe. Um, yeah, but uh, they seem to be focusing on the AR side of it on this uh, that are more energy efficient than other solutions, but still look colorful. In addition, Raxium is worth uh, is working on a monolithic integration for micro LEDs uh, with the information reports uh, would mean manufacturing them out. Uh, of the same kind of silicone used for most processors, potentially driving the price down significantly. So that's very good. Um, Other companies working on micro-LED AR hardware have included Oppo, uh, Apple, and VUZIX. I've never heard of them. 
When it comes to competition, Microsoft has already delivered an augmented reality device with HoloLens, while Apple, Metas and Snap and others are reportedly investing heavily in uh, creating their own hardware that overlays information and images on top of the real world. Uh, so that'll look interesting now. Raxium's website, a super AMOLED screen uh, on your phone has a pixel pitch. Uh, the distance between the center of one pixel and the center of the next pixel of about 50 microns, while its micro LED could manage around 3.5 microns. Oh, so that's going to be incredibly close together. So like the sharpest, sharpest, sharpest picture you, you could ever get. Uh, so is that going to make its way into phone screens as well? Or is it is it just uh, VR and AR headsets or something like that? Uh, but it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Um, Dolly Parton says she is honoured and humbled to accept her induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the country music star initially resisted the honour, saying she hadn't uh, earned the right. But she said on social media she will now accept uh, the accolade gracefully. Well deserved. Uh, Lionel Richie, uh, Eminem and Duran Duran have also been voted in. Uh, so that's very good. All, all of those deserved as well. Um, the best Etsy alternatives for selling your craft. So, yeah, I, I, I've, it's not a website I've used a lot. It's a website I've looked at a good few times. I have bought a few bits off of it, but sometimes I find the postage is expensive or something like that. Uh, but um, uh, this is some alternatives to Etsy as well. Uh, but it's good to support people making their own crafts and, you know, T-shirt designers or little... Um, uh, Actually, a friend of mine buys a lot of stuff off of it as gifts because you can get them customized. A little frame with like a whole seaside kind of, it's like a thick frame with like a whole seaside, like real shells and uh, like um, kind of like matchstick sticks and they they make a whole seaside set up and you can have the person's name in it and or like happy birthday or something like that in it and you can get them personalized. There's lovely crafts on it, but uh, this is telling about some alternatives. So let's see. Uh, if you're a buyer, if you're a buyer and you want to support your favorite uh, Etsy craftspeople, one way to find out uh, alternative ways are to contact them or to buy from them. Uh, the best way to ask them uh, is where your search engine is, your friend. Also, just look up the names of the person. Uh, so find your seller and then look them up and they might be selling on their own shop as well. OK, so that's that's interesting. Scroll down to where you see contact owner. So this is actually just going through the Etsy website to do it. Uh, if you're a seller. So, yeah, OK, so this article isn't really given a list of other websites where they sell or anything like that. It's just kind of try to find them directly. Uh, this is on the verge as well. But if you're a seller, unfortunately, Etsy isn't the current incarnation. Uh, even in its current incarnation, seems to be unique. Uh, while there are a number of other outlets uh, where craftspeople, well, you can go on, you know, you can go on like Dundeal or Adverts or Buy and Sell or any ones like that and sell your stuff there as well. A lot of people do. Um, I've seen it many times, so that's another way of doing it. Uh, fees. Uh, Etsy has a list of fees that include a 20% listing fee for a four-month listing, a 6.5% transaction fee, a 3%. So, yeah, there's, there's a bit of a fee. There's a lot of fees. Uh, Amazon Handmade is another alternative. 
they, they have on the, so this article it'd be worth looking up if you're definitely a craft seller or you want to support them to see which one would help them the most it kind of gives a breakdown of all the different fees and things like that uh, Shopify is another one. So there, it does it does give a list of the uh, alternatives. All right, yeah, that's good. Uh, Shopify, the platform commerce is built on, uh, and that gives a list of the fees there as well. Big <laughs> big cartel. After watching Narcos the last few weeks, it's funny to hear big cartel as a name of one. Uh, easy online stores for artists and makers. Uh, big cartel is geared specifically towards creatives and even has a limited but usable free plan. It doesn't offer a central marketplace like Etsy does, but it does provide services to help crafters uh, develop an online store of their own. Uh, Bonanza is another one. Like Etsy, Bonanza offers a central hub where you can sell your stuff. But unlike Etsy, it doesn't purport to concentrate on crafts and other handmade items. It is a much more general marketplace, including clothing, jewellery, cosmetics and furniture. Very good. Indie made. Uh, Indie made like Shopify is an e-commerce platform rather than a retail site. In other words, it helps you create a website that you can sell your items from. Unlike Shopify, it is directly uh, is it directed towards craftspeople and works on a much smaller scale. Indie made offers four membership levels. Oh, so that's very good. And it gives a breakdown of all. I like the way it gives a breakdown of all the fees as well. It's very good. Uh, go imagine. Uh, eBay, I suppose, to be another one that might be in here somewhere. Uh, go imagine, like Etsy provides a marketplace for uh, craftspeople and artists who want to sell their handmade goods. Unlike Etsy, anyone who wants to sell on Go Imagine has to comply with a stringent list of gu- list of guidelines to ensure that their waves are actually uh, handmade. In addition, Go Imagine site uh, says that the company donates all profits to two charities: Horizons for Homeless Children and Relief Nursery. Uh, so that's very good. And it gives a list of their fees as well. eBay, yeah, we talked about eBay. Uh, so w- most people know about eBay. Uh, and that's it. Uh, so that's all your alternative. That's actually a, a good article if you want to have a look at it on The Verge. Um, so the prospects of queues outside petrol stations in Ireland could become a reality in the near future if moves to ban oil imports from Russia go ahead. Uh, the EU want the importation of Russian oil halted by the end of the year as part of new sanctions on the Russian Federation over the invasion of Ukraine. Economist Jim Power said uh, that such a move could have a significant impact on the availability of fuel and could potentially lead to scenes uh, not not witnessed since the 1970s when queues were seen outside petrol stations. So let's see what uh, Jim Power had to say. Queuing and rationing um, of gas, of fuel for cars, of diesel for uh, commercial vehicles, etc., could become a very real possibility. I think there's, there's no doubt whatsoever about that. But I, I think the other thing that this crisis should highlight to us is the absolute imperative to push the alternative energy agenda as quickly as possible. Yeah, so that's, that's uh, now he's talking about alternative energy. But the only thing is, at the moment, uh, the, I think the majority, are, is it the majority or is it's uh, a good share of the electricity is generated is used, is using, uh, you know, oil and coal and, and gas and things like that. Uh, so maybe, yeah, we need to increase our hydroelectric and, and um, wind generated electricity. Um, I know it's more difficult for solar here, but, you know, other alternatives like that, yeah, it's a good idea. I know there's plans for one in in. Claire, Claire Kerry kind of uh, offshore there 
uh, isn't there one that's going to be going ahead and things like that so I suppose those things uh, yeah very important nowadays uh, we have we're, we're, we're lucky to have seas all around us so hydroelectric is, is, a, is you think would be a very good one um, and wind of course uh, there's plenty <laughs> we've plenty of wind as well we mightn't have solar but we've other ones so uh, we'll have to make as much take as much advantage of those as we can uh, and hopefully increase the battery technology to match you know a big jump in tech battery technology would be such a good thing at the moment for storage of the electricity uh, because that's that's the problem that's the biggest advantage of solid fuels is that you can take a barrel of oil and you can move it around the place. It's stored energy and then you can burn it or you can do what you want, you know, same with coal and all that. And the battery technology, you know, transporting electricity, uh, battery technology isn't isn't the, the, the most efficient way of doing it and it degradates and they don't last and things like that. Um, so I, I think... the. Uh, if as much focus uh, needs to be on battery technology as possible because uh, generating it uh, there's ways of doing it it just needs to be done you know it needs to be built it needs to be put in place but uh, investing in battery technology and, and advancing it as quickly as possible uh, would is a, is a very big important thing there uh, TikTok will start to share ad revenue with creators uh, TikTok is opening up new ways for creators to make money. The company plans to start sharing a cut of revenue with top creators when their videos run alongside certain ads. The company mirrors how YouTube pays out creators and it could lead to more significant payouts from the platform, which is yet to offer a substantial way for creators to make money. Uh, the new program called TikTok, TikTok Pulse allows ads to be significantly specifically run along uh, the top 4% of all videos on TikTok. The company wrote in a blog post today, uh, creators and publishers with at least 100,000 followers are eligible to receive a cut of revenue when their videos are included. Now, in on uh, YouTube, it's once you have 1,000 followers or something like that, or I forget the exact rules, but you can apply to, to be monetized and things like that. So they're doing their own version of that. Uh, so be interesting to see how it goes for them. Uh, best iPhone in 2022. Which of Apple's phones is right for you? Uh, so we talk a lot about Android phone, and we talk a bit about iPhones as well. But this this article is about uh, it's on CNET and it talks about um, Apple's lineup and which one would be more suitable for you. Uh, it starts. Uh, the cheapest one is 429 quid up to 1,600 quid. Uh, and this is in dollars, but uh, it might it might be close enough, I suppose. Uh, here are the best iPhones to match your needs. Let's see. Uh, current iPhones compare. So this is all in stats. The iPhone SE, um, $429, 4.7 inches. Uh, number of cameras on the rear is one. The, it's the A15 Bionic uh, chip, and it's out. It came out in March 2022. The iPhone 11 is 499. Um, it, it came out in 2019 and has the A13 Bionic chip. So the new one, even though it's cheaper, has the bigger chip, but it's a bigger. It's a 6.1 inch screen and has two cameras on the rear. So it's a better phone, uh, better uh, hardware, uh, except for the chip inside. Uh, the brand new chip is in the new SE. Or, well, not. I think it's last year's one, isn't it? 
Uh, the iPhone 12 is the next one up by it. So these are all being listed uh, in, in in increasing price. Uh, iPhone 12 mini 599. It's 5.4 inches, so it's a smaller one, but it's a year it's a year newer. It's a 2020 phone. It has the A14 Bionic chip, um, uh, and it has two cameras on the back. Uh, the iPhone 12. Uh, so the last one was the iPhone 12 mini. This is the iPhone 12. It's 699. Dollars, uh, 6.1 inches, two cameras on the back, A14, so the same chip as the previous one, and it came out in October 2020. Uh, next is the iPhone 13 mini, 699, uh, 5.4 inch screen, uh, two cameras on the back, and the A15, so it has the newer Bionic chip, came out September 2021, and then the iPhone 13, uh, which is 799, um, 6.1 inch screen. Two cameras on the back and the A15 Bionic chip. Uh, and then the iPhone 13 Pro, which would be the the second biggest one, which is $1,000, uh, 6.1 inches, three cameras on the back, an extra camera on the back, uh, A15 Bionic chip, and it came out in September 2021. And the A, so there'll be uh, next couple of months, I suppose, the newest one. Oh, they did, they did a refresh there about a month ago, didn't they, or a couple of months ago. Uh, with different colors and stuff to kind of to get the sales back up again. Uh, so the iPhone 13 Pro Max then is the biggest one. And it's a 1099 starting price. And I suppose if you want memory, that's how it would bring it up to the 15 or 1600 euro or dollars. Uh, 6.7 inch screen. So it's a bigger screen than the Pro. Uh, three cameras, same amount of cameras on the back and same chip, the A15 Bionic. And that came out the same time as the previous one, September 2021. To complicate your decision, some iPhones have two cameras, others have three, and still others have four, including the front-facing selfie camera. Uh, you shouldn't also ta- you should also take into account that nearly every current iPhone model has Face ID except for one, the iPhone SE. Uh, having a lot of options isn't bad, but it can feel overwhelming. Uh, so let's see what it says. The iPhone 13 is the best phone for most people. The best all-rounder. It's 829 quid. The iPhone 13 is a solid upgrade and refinement uh, to last year's iPhone 12. Some will be disappointed because it's not radically different from the previous model, but that's actually part of the charm. Familiarity has become one of the keys to Apple's success with the iPhone. Uh, the 13 has a nearly identical squared off design to the 12. It supports 5G and MagSafe charging. So that's the best all rounder, they say. Uh, let's see. iPhone 13 Pro is the best overall phone. So if you just want the best of the best phone, they say, is the. Uh, the 13 Pro is the best iPhone Apple ever made. Uh, with the latest iPhone series, Apple's further defined the difference between its Pro and non-Pro phones. Uh, so there's a bigger gap between the Pro and non-Pro than there was in the previous model. So you're getting a... I think Samsung did that as well with the the Ultra version of the of their phone, the, the 120 megapixel, is it? 100 and something megapixel and the, the 120 times zoom and all that. Um, they, they kind of, uh, which was a, which was not available in the, the lower down model. So, um, and some other features as well. So, uh, yeah, and the, I, Apple have done the same, apparently. Uh, Apple further defined the difference between its Pro and non-Pro phones by packing the 13 Pro with a high refresh rate display, macro photography mode, Pro high-res video recording and the best cameras of any iPhone ever made. Uh, so that's very good. Uh, iPhone 12 and 12 mini, the best for value. 
with support for 5G being its crown jewel, uh, featured the $729 uh, iPhone 12, marked the beginning of a new generation of iPhone. It has a flat-sided design with uh, matte aluminium sides, a 6.1-inch OLED screen, and an A14 Bionic chip, support for MagSafe, MagSafe charging and Apple Ceramic Shield uh, covering on the front to help reduce scratches and damage from drops. Uh, so that's very good. Uh, the best small phone, the iPhone 13 memory. Who said small phones don't exist anymore? The iPhone 13 mini is 729 unlocked, 699 on a carrier is um, brilliant because it is everything the iPhone 13 has and it's just smaller. Uh, if you're worried about battery life, don't be the iPhone 13 mini packs a bigger battery than last year's iPhone 12 mini. Uh, in the test, the iPhone mini lasted 3.5 hours longer than the 12. Uh, so that's good uh, on a single charge it also lasted an hour longer than the full size iPhone 12 in the same test uh, very good so the best battery life is the iPhone 13 Pro Max so we talked that about that earlier that's the, the their, their flagship one um, and that also has the longest battery life uh, the best cheap iPhone the iPhone SE at 429 quid, you might think the only appeal of the iPhone SE is its price. Admittedly, it, uh, that is a big factor. On the outside, the iPhone SE has a nearly identical body to the iPhone 8, but upgraded with the same uh, with the same glass found on the back of the iPhone 13. Uh, it's the only iPhone on the list that has Touch ID, um, which some people still prefer over Face ID. On the inside, the SE has the same A15 processor as the iPhone 13 which takes the 2017 camera hardware uh, and gives it an injection of Apple's 2022 computational photography. So it's kind of giving you old hardware and things like that. For the, That's why it's cheaper, because it's easier for them, cheaper for them to produce. They have all the tooling in place, uh, but they give you the better chip inside to kind of make the most out of the older camera. So that's a way to get the value. That's the, the, the best cheap one, the iPhone SE. And the iPhone 11, best phone under 500. Uh, if you don't need support for 5G, the iPhone 11 at 499 is a good deal, even at 2022. Uh, you get so much for that price, like the A13 processor, good cameras, a solid battery life, and a choice of six colors. Uh, the, the 11 has curved sides in contrast and straight-sided 12 and 13 series. The only thing is, uh, as the, the batteries in the phone get older are they still producing them new i'm not sure uh maybe i'm not sure i don't i, I don't know and uh, the biggest drawback the old side screen which uses an lcd panel instead of a nicer oled one and that's a big downside as well i like an oled uh, screen uh but don't let that turn you away the screen still looks nice and good in use uh, if you have an extra 50 in budget i recommend getting the 128 gb version of the 11. uh and best cases also oh, that's just different cases and stuff so uh that's been it for today i hope you've enjoyed that this has been tech thursday i've been patrick sheehan uh, as always you can call 0696200 if you have any questions or you can text or whatsapp 1669800 and you can email myself patrick102fm at gmail.com uh, any tech related questions and i will answer them on the next uh, show Hope you've enjoyed listening, catching up on all the latest in tech and a bit of entertainment and stuff in there as well. Uh, I'll be with you again next week. Have a good week. Have a good weekend. And I'll talk to you next week. Peace. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM.